Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Something Else Podcast. My name is Gabriella, of course, and this is my guest. Carmelo Francois. And today we are getting into a conversation where we talk about mental health in the Caribbean communities. And I feel like this is a great conversation to have because nowadays, I mean, of course, mental health is such a big topic, but I really feel like it hasn't been really discussed right. in the Caribbean community. But before we get into that, it's the affirmation of the week. <laughs> okay, these are by Intelligent Change, by the way. I always say that, but say it again. Oh, this is a good one. Financial abundance comes to me easily and effortlessly. Ooh. Hallelujah. Touch my wallet, Lord. Touch the wallet. <laughs> Touch the account. Send a million dollars to the Chase Bank. Hey. So I feel like we've all had our own experiences. I don't know how your experiences have been, but I know for me, like when I was growing up, if you told your parents like you were sad or you were depressed, they're like, go pray. Like we need to take you to the altar. We need to get you to church. And that's great too. But sometimes it's like when you're in certain frames of mind, you're kind of like not even there. Right, right. So like how have your experiences been? Well, for me, I come from a Haitian background. Mm -hmm. um, I'm Haitian-American, of course. You know, for me, it's like growing up, if I ever felt depressed or sad, I've always get told, hey, suck it up. Or like, you know, however, however or whatever that you're feeling, it's not that serious. So, you know, you're just part of being sensitive about the situation or pre pretty much overreacting. And as I got older, you know, I just kind of took it for a grain of salt. Like, huh, okay. And, you know, it's... It really bothered me. It really bothered me, especially how I interacted with people, you know, especially taking crap from people. Like, you know, someone said something to me or like if I told that person, hey, what you did to me, I didn't like it. And, you know, they start pretty much ignoring how I feel. You know, I tend to shut down. And, you know, it bothered me for like 20 plus years. And it wasn't until once when I met my wife now, um, I noticed that in her culture, she's able to express herself. And I found out to be weird. I was like, wait, you're able to talk to your like talk to your mom, talk to your parents about something that you feel? And she told me, yeah. I was like, wow. You know, in my culture, you know, I'm I'm pretty much unable to do that. You know, I always get shunned away. Mm -hmm. And for me, for me, I found out, and you know, I found that to be very, very unique. That you know, since she's able to do it, I could do it too. Yeah. So I just thought that. You know, there has to be a change now because I'm just tired of, especially Caribbean men. You know, I'm not going to ignore the women now. But, you know, for us men, we're tired of, like, getting our feelings shown away. Yeah. You know, we want to express ourselves just the same way how uh, same way how a female would. But, you know, just in a respectable, respectful and uh, in an understanding manner as well. And I just feel like, you know, this has to change. You know, enough, you know being quiet about it like you know we need like our voices need to be heard no matter what yeah and what is what culture is your wife oh uh, she's african-american okay yeah okay yeah that that really that also puts it into perspective too like when you come into a relationship with someone sometimes it's usually the case you'll you'll of course you'll have a situation where you'll have two people who are really good at communicating with each other but usually sometimes one of them is a little bit of a better communicator correct but that's a for sure thing in caribbean households especially for men like 
there's no really expressing your feelings. Right. Like, even now that I'm older, and this is so funny, and I always say this, when you get older, you see your parents for actual people. Really? They're no longer your parents. You don't really look at them at the eyes of your parents anymore. Right. Like when you get to a certain age, you like, oh, you got problems, problems. Problem. Right. I'm like, even when I look at my dad, I'm like, do I even know this guy for real? Like, have I ever seen him like express his emotion, talk about his feelings? But that's the thing. When you come into like different cultures, then you see that with other cultures, certain things are not like not talked about. They're not accepted. I'm not too sure. Um, with how Haitian culture is, but like some cultures, they're not affectionate at all. They're not, um, especially in the Haitian in the Haitian community. The older generation, I would say, they're not very affectionate. You know, they show affection in different ways. Yeah. You know, probably like give you money occasionally, or like, you know, just say good job. Rare, rarely. And I remember one time, um, I was in high school. This is a different situation. I was in high school, and I pretty much kind of knew what I wanted to do outside high school. And I, one day, my dad came over to my house. Um, you know, I was excited to tell him about my plans. Hey, hey, you know, I can't wait to tell him about my plans. He's going to be proud of me. And I remember when he came over, he asked me, hey, what do you want to do after high school? I told him I want to go to Monroe College. Um, that's the school I graduated from in New York. Mm-hmm. I want to go to college, um, major in sports management. Once when I say sports management, you know, the first few words that came out of his mouth was, I was full of shit. Mm-hmm. And I was I was hurt. I was hurt. And, you know, it really put me in a dark spot, place at that moment. Because it's like, dang, even my own father, like, I cannot come to you to share good news with you without being criticized about it. Yeah. You feel me? And it kind of, like, um, hindered my relationship a bit. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's like I was scared to share news with people or like share news with my wife. Because, you know, I just felt like I was going to be judged or, yeah, yeah. you know, I was not going to be taken seriously. And it wasn't until my wife had to break that ha- bad habit out of me. And that's when from there, it's like, th- you know, there is somebody that's willing to listen to me. There is somebody that's, that will take their time out and, you know, be proud of who I am and what I'm trying to become. Yes. You know, like, yes. So I just felt like especially in the Haitian community, they will, like, kind of criticize you for whatever decision that you make beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I, for them, once when they see the result and it's actually going going to fruition, that's when they decide to give you credit for it. And, yeah. you know, I never understand that. I never understand that. That That's very familiar. Like, that's how my parents are. Like, if you tell them you're going to do something, they're like, okay, it's great, but they need to see the money. Right. That's how I notice. that's how a lot of Caribbean people are. Like, they need to see the money. If you say, okay, like, I remember when my brother wanted to go into the financial um, field, right. financial career field, right. real estate, finance, finance, real estate. And my mom was kind of like, just keep your job. Like, and I was, like, telling him, like, no, go for it, go for it, you know? But the older generation, if they don't see the money up front, right. they not – they don't want to hear it. Like, if you say doctor, lawyer, okay, great, because we know you're going to make money. Right. And it also sounds good for them to go to their family members and say, oh, my doctor, my daughter is a lawyer. She's a doctor. Mm-hmm. Or once you start making the money, right. they have no problem telling anybody about you. Exactly. And I don't like that. 
I just felt like you just gotta accept, like, trust the process. Yeah. That's just how that's just how I see it. Cause things not gonna happen overnight. Um, for instance, like you know, becoming a doctor, you know, of course the money is good, but behind that money, they still have debt to pay behind yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? So I just felt like you know, no matter what what your child do or or how I say whatever that they decide to do, support them. Yeah. You feel me? Hear them out, even though you may not agree, but just hear them out. Yeah. see where they're coming from because what tends to happen too and i'm kind of experienced that issue right now you kind of gonna like your child probably might be resentment towards you and you don't want that to happen you feel me because at the end of the day you know from the older generation they're gonna feel like you're being disrespectful you know you're not being obedient yada 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 but for us it's just like how could i come to you like you know you're gonna criticize me you're gonna say things that's gonna bring me down when in reality, I really want you to be a part of what I'm trying to do. But, you know, you know, like they say, you don't want no negative energy around you. So yeah. you have to, you know, n- not everyone could come with you on your journey. That's true. You know I me? Mean? So not everyone could come on your journey. So you just got to do what's best for you at the end of the day. That's very true. And also, if I have any parents watching this, it is so important to like sometimes especially the way you the way the older generation grew up is of course a little bit different than the newer generation but listening to your kids like we know parents know best mama knows best yes but like listening to your kids like having that dialogue and letting your kids actually talk to you and speak to you because after a while and this could even be for like parents who are young parents who have young kids Mm -hmm. after a while of you not listening to your kids like, they don't want to talk to you no more. They don't want to speak to you. They would rather speak to other people than speak to you. Granted. Right. Some people don't care. They don't. But <laughs> if I love my child, I want my child to come to me first. Absolutely. I would hate for them to feel like they couldn't talk to me. Like, I always sometimes I think about it, and I thought about the way that I grew up. My parents did the best with the tools that they have, and I'm forever grateful. But sometimes I wish I could have just said, I just need to talk to you. I don't need you to say anything. I just want to talk to you. (laughs) But like we spoke about, as you kind of get older, you see your parents through the lens of being people. Like they have their own trauma. They have their own shortcomings. And that's something that, you know, after a while... And I, but what I really like also is that you said your wife has played a big part in helping you, you know, just develop emotionally. Yes. I think that's really important. So I know that you said she's American. How, how long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together for two years. We've been married for 10 months now. Got Oh, you guys are newlyweds. Yes. Congratulations. And we also have a child together. Oh my gosh. So. Uh, boy or girl? Boy. You see? Yeah. And then that's, that's so important that you're so like becoming self-aware because now you have those lessons to instill in your child. Yes. So, like, how has now coming into fatherhood begin to, like, shape your, like, emotional mind? Uh, It played a pivotal role, you know. I just want to be sure that I don't make the same mistakes that my parents did. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, you know, my son, he's going to grow up. And eventually, he's going to want to do things. And I don't want to be that parent that wasn't there for him. Yeah. Whatever that he decides to do. As long as it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense, but I just want to be there for him. I want him to come to me. I don't, you know, I would hate for him to go to somebody else and talk about what he, you know, what he desired to do, what he wants to do, or, like, what's bothering him, how, you know, how something's making him feel. Like, I want to, I want him, I want to be his 
to-go person. Yeah. He's his go-to person, no matter what. And also, too, it just it really humbled me in a way that... How, how should I say it? Um, how I look at my parents now, you know how you say, you know, you look at your parents as people. Mm-hmm. Kind of give them forgiveness in yeah. a way. Because, yeah. you, know, sure. you know, they didn't know no better. You know, my pops didn't grow up with... He did not grow up with his mom nor dad. So, in other words, like, he did not come from a foundation on how to, you know, raise a family or how to, you know, raise a child. Feel me? They pretty much learn as they go. Yeah. You feel me? So, that's one thing I had to, you know, kind of put my pride to the side instead of being more mad, you know, bitter at them for it. So, I just felt like, um, felt like forgiveness really played a key. You know, you just got to understand that. My parents didn't know no better. You know, every parent that probably went through the same thing, probably my parents went through, they probably didn't know no better. So you just got to give them the benefit of a doubt to a certain instinct. Because at the end of the day, you know, we human, of course, we're going to make mistakes. But, you know, if you continue if you continue to make that same mistake, now I say it becomes a choice. Yeah. You feel me? So it's like, that's it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And to elaborate, forgiveness is not, for the other person forgiveness is for you yes when you forgive someone it's not to oh, okay i'm just letting them slide you're forgiving them so that you can be free yes because we hold on to things hold on to things and most of the time the person has already gone on living their lives yeah or most of the time they don't even know so key takeaway forgiveness is for you and also definitely like addressing it and then allowing people to like learn like you know giving them grace like even your own parents as crazy as it sounds like our parents need a lot of grace especially from people who kind of like you mentioned your dad didn't have his mom or his dad had to raise himself yeah like we really have to give them grace like sometimes when i hear my dad talk about his stories like growing up i'm like hmm it's only god while you're in your right mind brother (laughs) because seriously people go through all these different things but um, another thing that I will say is this. In the Caribbean community, I just want to put this out there. You can have Jesus and therapy. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Right. Because a lot of the time, people are like, oh, just just go pray. Go pray. Or, <laughs> or go to church. Or it's because you're doing this. And it's like, sometimes people really need to talk about it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm a firm believer in therapy. You know, I, I, I'm not going to say I was against it, but I just didn't see the purpose of it at first until until when I started going to therapy. It's like everything that you tell your therapist is like a heavy weight, like a heavy thing that was on your uh, on your shoulders, just finally off you now. And at the end of the day, you know, you just want to be heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you want to be right, you want to be wrong. It's just like you just want to be heard. Like, let me get my point across because that's, that's, that's just how I'm feeling. You don't know how someone else is feeling. Only only the person inside their own body knows how they're feeling. Yeah. So, you know, church is good. You feel me? I'm not going to disregard any religion person that loves church, but therapy is good as well. Like, there's someone out there that's willing to listen to you, that's willing to help you go through your problems, help you, you know, you know help you go through your problems the best way that they can. And I just felt like, you know, you know, any male or female in the Caribbean culture or any culture, period, you know, it's good to go to therapy. Don't let anybody tell you different. That's that's true. That's true. And sometimes you just, and that's another thing too. When you grow up and you're from the Caribbean, I guess this could go to all cultures as well. Yes, all cultures. Like really, 
I want to say non-American cultures. Yeah. I love my American brothers and sisters. But if you're like non-American, the way they look at certain things is like, like even therapy. Like, why are you telling this person your business? First of all, they sign something that they can't go tell nobody. Unless it's like really crazy. Like you say you're going to kill someone or kill yourself. Right. <laughs> then that's like, we can't help you. You're going to get the grippy socks. Yeah. But like hearing yourself speak about something, speak about something to someone who, first of all, doesn't know you, um, doesn't know who you're talking about. It's a little bit more freeing than I feel like speaking to like your friends or right. someone that you know. Right. Because a lot of the time their opinion is biased. Correct. Like when my friends tell me something, I'm going to tell the truth. But a lot of times I'm looking it through the eyes of this is my friend. I know her. Mm-hmm. So there's no way she would she would make somebody angry like that. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> but someone who doesn't know you can see it from, OK, I see your point of view. But where is the other person coming from as well? Right. So there's nothing um, great about being so private that you suffer in silence. True. And, you know, it's just like I said, this is something I've been dealing with for like a very long time. You know, you know when you suffer in silence, right? You tend to do things that you're not supposed to do, or like, you know, you just do by mistake. Like, you know, you would people please, or you know, you just shut up and listen to what the person has to say. You know, in other words, like you make that person feel right, and you know that's the mistake that I made. And you know, now that I have a son now, I don't want him to make that mistake. You feel yeah. me? Like, if something's bothering him, speak your mind. You feel me? At the end of the day, however that person takes it like you know reacts to the situation that's on them that's not on you as long as you got your point across in a respectable manner you feel me in a respectable manner then you're good it just you know we just gotta stop you know being silent about things yeah you know with the suicide rate with you know people doing things that you know they probably might regret later on this is why you know men's mental health for in the Caribbean culture need to be talked about more yeah there's First of all, there's a huge, there's like the, the rate of suicide for men is statistically higher than it is for women. And when you hear like certain men talk about certain things, I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely the reason why. Because men are not really, you know, prompted to talk about their feelings. Right. And talking about your feelings doesn't make you weak. I'd rather tell you, I'd rather someone tell me, hey, like I'm feeling really depressed. I'm feeling really down then you not talk about it at all and then i get that late night text that something happened to you or you did something to yourself Mm. i like that's why it's so important to listen like and not always have have to feel the need to like speak to just speak all the time i agree it's important to let people express themselves that's really what it is you know like i tell people around me when i express myself i don't want to be right i don't be wrong I want to let you know how I'm feeling, and that's it. I don't need your two cents. Just, hey, I need somebody to talk to about the situation. And that's really what it is. I don't got time. You know, life is life is, life is is already short as it is. You know, I don't got time to prove n- nothing to nobody. Yeah, you feel for sure. Me? You know, at the end of the day, don't, the only person that you have to prove is yourself. Because, you know, the moment that you, you know, try to prove yourself to somebody, you know, you giving the person, you know, a leeway on you you know, ha- have a motive on you, as they would say. It's just that, you know, we just want to be heard. <laughs> That's really what it is. You know, I'm speaking for most men out there. We just want to be heard. We don't got time to be right. We don't want to be wrong. We just want to be heard. You know, the same way how, 
you know, I don't want to be biased or sexist either, but how females like to express, you know, how you guys express yourself on a daily basis, you know, talk about the work field, like, oh, my boss did this to me or like, you know, my coworker did this, did, did something stupid to piss me off, you know, just the same way, you know, how is it? We, we just want the same energy, you know, in return, like the same way that you would tell guys, hey, hear me out. It's the same way us guys want females to hear us out. Yeah. And there's and there's nothing wrong with listening to your man, listening to your guy friends. Like me and my best friend, we always talk. And some of them like, okay, like tell me what's going on. Like I give him advice, he gives me advice. I hope y'all don't hear my stomach growling on this microphone. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, like it, we have like a dialogue, we have a conversation, and when someone is expressing themselves. I think I said this before in the episode, but you're going to hear it again. That is not a sign of weakness. Like we need to get that through our head. Yes. And that, and that can, that goes for everybody. That is not a sign of weakness to express yourself. A lot of the times when you're growing up in a Caribbean household and they tell you something, they don't want you, they don't want you to, they don't want you to ask questions. Yes. <laughs> they don't want you to ask questions and they don't want you to have an opinion. Once they say do this, that's it. And then that that also trains the kids that they shouldn't question someone, maybe even if they don't feel right about something, right. which is not correct. Because if someone is telling you, oh, do this, do this, do this, if they're in a situation where someone is telling, someone, telling them to do something that's uncomfortable for them, they may still do it because they want to please people. Exactly. And we, that's out the window. Throw it out. Mm. When you're driving on the highway, throw people pleasing out the window. Litter it. Like, that will keep you from so much in life. Respectfully, yeah. And, you know, you know when, when you people please, it's just it's just a dis, uh, a, dis, a disadvantage for you. Yeah, the for dis, sure. Disadvantage for you. Then, like I said, um, if it wasn't for my wife, I would not be where I'm at right now. I would not be able to handle a certain situation how I'm how I'm handling it now it just you know I just felt like I was still been in that, in, in that dark place I still felt like I've been people pleasing still I still feel like um I would just do uncommon things that I'm not supposed to do so I just felt like you know now that now that I'm more older a little bit more wiser still stupid though <laughs> felt like you know you know us guys we just need to you know be smart about what we do okay yeah. you know at the end of the day we're not here just to suck up emotions and just suck it up and keep it pushing. No, you know we just want to express ourselves. You know we we want to address situations. This is just so just so it doesn't linger on later on, and that's it. We just want to be heard. Just heard. That's the overall key is to be heard. We don't want to be right. We don't want to be wrong. Also, too, you know, you know, listen, just listen. It's the reason why we have two ears, one mouth. That's true two years in one mouth so it's good to listen more than to talk i agree mm. i want to say having a partner this is so important having a partner who sees you for you and tries to help you become a better you is so important like it's not just enough to satisfy your physical desires throw that out the window because if you can no longer throw it out when you're driving on that highway, yeah. just toss it. Yeah. Because if you can know, if the only thing that is keeping y'all together is physical attraction, 
off with your head, the both of you, because you're, you're not going to last. But having a partner who's able to emotionally strengthen you is so important because it's just more than meets the eye. Because when you're going through in that and that is something to highlight, because when you're going through something, if you don't have a partner who can help you, who can make you look in that mirror like, hey, like, I know who you are. I see you for who you are and encourage you. Off with the both your I'm telling you, off with your head. <laughs> like, you're just going to have a hard time. Right. Like, sometimes you can have two people in a relationship, and then the other person, you know, does something, you know, harms themselves. And the other person's like, I never knew. Yeah. Well, yeah, you didn't know. He was suffering inside. You, you really couldn't see it. Mm. Granted, sometimes people don't see the signs. But it's important to be emotionally in tune with your partner. Yes. Anyways, that's on my couple's counseling series. We're going to do that another day. But... If you could give one word of advice to someone who is watching this episode, what would you tell them? Um, one piece of advice, it is okay to not be okay. You know, never go around to pretend that you always find, you know, at the end of the day you're human. You have feelings, feel me? Whatever, whatever that you're feeling, just express it. Just, you know, go to therapy. That's how I would tell. Not even like the people close to you will probably hear you out. They probably might only just see it for you know from their perspective, but you know go to therapy. You know therapy, you know will help you a lot in the long run, and I promise you that, you know you will see the results that you pay for, guaranteed. Guaranteed. And I also want to add this little sprinkle. Um, sometimes finding a therapist just to let you guys know, it's not a one size fits all. Like you may have to if you don't like one therapist, you may have to try another one. Like it's like. Kind of like dating, let's say. Yes. Like finding someone who fits you. Right. So if you do go to someone and maybe you don't connect with that person right away, no need to feel discouraged. You just got to keep looking until you find, like, your diamond. So that's my two cents. But um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Ms. Gabrielle. This is a really good conversation. Would you like to share your socials? Yes. Um, y'all could follow me on Instagram at Cam from Brooklyn. C A M B wait, I'm sorry. C A M F R O M and Brooklyn. Uh, same thing on Facebook as well, Cam from Brooklyn. Follow me on Twitter at Coach Mello97. Thank you guys. And you know where to find us at the Something Else Podcast. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye.